Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV. Match review time, Arsenal nil, Brighton and Hove Albion free. Plenty to talk about. But before we get into it, let's smash the intro. Footballing community, you should know what to do by now. Like, share and subscribe. Welcome back to Albert JTV. A social media platform. Know what you're talking about. And what I mean by that is... Goals, ESR and Saka have done well. They've done okay. They've done well. Yes, people. Welcome back to Albert JTV. Match review time. Monday evening. Arsenal nil, Brighton free. In the title, Arsenal run out of steam. People, the obligatories as normal. Smash the like button. Subscribe to Albert JTV. Share this live stream as we speak, people. Twitter, Facebook, and of course, watch this live on YouTube. Um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> the, the what the evening after the, the the day before, man. Um, a lot to talk about. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Actually, um, I'm sure you can, but. Drop your hellos in the chat as we speak, and we'll try and dissect this, dissect um, the match yesterday that took place at the Emirates. Um, yeah, man. Um, and my sort of initial thoughts, really, is um, obviously I was, the game, I was at the game yesterday, and I said this to a few Arsenal fans in recent weeks. And when I met them on the night when we played Chelsea on the 2nd of May and um, for myself, like going to the ground was, yeah, and I sort of get in there, it just, the atmosphere just felt really, really flat then. Um, because obviously what happened with the, the game before that, but, um, and I think the Arsenal fans have probably felt like that for a, a little while because these last six, seven weeks in terms of the games we've played have not really gone how we would have liked and uh, to be honest it shouldn't really it, sh it shouldn't really there's no foregone conclusion or you haven't got the divine right to win football matches because you've got to go and put the work in sometimes you get a little bit of luck um but yeah sort of leaving that game yesterday I think this I think a lot of the Arsenal fans um were just shell-shocked to be honest with you and that's not in a disrespectful way to Brighton because um we knew kind of seven eight games out look at the fixtures, you, see, you look at where your teams can pick up points and if they can extend the lead and where they can get a draw and a win and all these kind of things. And um, Brighton was always going to be a tough game, man. Um, you know what, they've um, they've, consolid they've consolidated themselves well since they've been back in the Premier League, really. Chris Hewitt done a lot of groundwork there. Um, Graham Potter took it over and did well. Obviously, Roberto De Zerbi is there now and he's doing a fantastic job. And um, as I said yesterday, and um, sort of doing a quick reaction put it on on the socials that you know Brighton beat us last season at the Emirates was there for that um I think it was April 9th for last year last last year um going for a top four race and again that was a pivotal result in terms of why we never got it um they beat us 2-1 and they deserve to win that game they beat us in their Carabao Cup game I was there for that one earlier in the season again deserve to beat us um, and again, yesterday, 3-0, they deserve to win, um, especially that second half. We were just, um, 
we were passed off the park. Um, they, they kept the ball brilliantly, but we sort of go into it. And um, I know people have spoken a lot about the Man City game being, you know, a few hours before and then winning and maybe the Arsenal players in their minds have kind of given up or the belief had disappeared. But I, I go back to what I say. I mean, you, you, you win your game, you win your games, right? Um, we, we get told, but you can call it PR if you want, with, with a lot of interviews you see, you see in the week and the lead up to games and we're concentrating on ourselves. We take each game as it comes. And I hope that was the mindset because um, if it wasn't, then that would be a concern, wouldn't it? Because you are in a title race and you've led, you know, you've been top, we've been top of the table for a large chunk of the season. But um, pressure does serious things, man. Um, and it, and it has it has been a massive case of pressure, but I also mentioned this again yesterday. Um, defensive inconsistencies, man, um, have been critical to why we've not won this league title. Hundred percent. The goals for Colin looks pretty healthy in the, in terms of the league. Um, we haven't struggled to score goals this season. I think the game yesterday, if I've got this right, people, let me know. Drop in the chat or whatever it is. I think that's only the second game at home this season we haven't scored. The other game was Newcastle. We draw a new new at home. But yeah, I think that's only the second game this season we failed to score a goal at the Emirates. Um, second home defeat this season. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think a lot of Arsenal fans, I mean, I, I, yeah, and obviously myself, I just was shell-shocked and stunned really with the second half performance. We sort of dip into the first half and... Um, I don't know what you guys felt, but I actually thought the first half was quite bitty because, and the reason for that was, is because um, the referee didn't set the tone for both teams in the game because it was a case of one of them games where referees just let everything go. I mean, there were some really not great tackles that went in. Um, and you know what? You, you you could have easily seen red. Um, one, for, uh, I know that from what I could see in terms of the Martinelli challenge, it, it didn't look great. If I'm being honest, on Matoma and um, you had to tackle by Caicedo on on Gabriel Martinelli, which was not a good challenge, by the way. I, I couldn't believe when the referee went up to him and just gave him a, a a little bit of a stern talking to. It was definitely a yellow card minimum. Um, so I, he, the referee set the tone. For the game, and I, and I actually think, from what if I got this right, in terms of the stats at halftime, in terms of fouls committed, there were seventeen in total. Um, I think there was ten from Brighton and seven from Arsenal, and there was one yellow card in the first half. I mean, it, it, the ref, referee literally let everything go, um, and it, I think he set a precedent for the way that game was refereed because he was in, it, he was increasingly poor. I actually thought he's the worst ref I've seen this season at the Emirates. By quite far, I didn't think the, the ref was great against against the home game against Newcastle. But yeah, I, I don't know what the ref's name was, but he didn't handle that game very well. Um, I thought for either side, I thought he was poor, very very poor. Um, but yeah, the first half was very, it was very stop start. I, I thought I, I don't really particularly think um, either team. Brighton, like I said, they play, they play some good stuff, man. They keep the ball well. Very well drilled side. Um, 
they played we there were times in the first half we did press them well we did we did we did press them well but throughout that course of the match um i think arsenal needed a handbook and how needed a handbook to tell them how to press because they completely it, it's like it completely went out the game there were there were incidents in the first half where we pressed them well but they do play out for the back very well with, with louis Caldwell and um louis stunk moises Casado played uh, um a right back and a stupid had a good season for, for um Brighton at left back. So um athleticism, pace uh, and and power and um that's what they showed McAllister class act man. Um obviously a World Cup winner but very very good player. Um but Arsenal didn't I mean apart from obviously when Martinelli came off uh that didn't look a good injury. I don't know what the prognosis has been but I, I don't expect to see him for him the next couple of games, to be honest with you, I think that might be season done. But I think other than that, we had the Erdegaard shot that just went wide. Um, you had the Bukayo Saka shot where, where from, from where it looked like, it looked like it was a goal because I, I got up to cheer and it went wide. You had the Trossard shot that hit the bar. Um, so there were moments, but again, for me, a very stop-start sort of first half. Um so there's been a few occasions this season. I don't know what it is. People, when you watch this live, or you watch it back. Um, and halftime comes. And I don't know what happens at halftime in terms of what Mikel Arteta says to these group of players because they come out and they perform worse. Yesterday was the tip of the iceberg. I mentioned this um, on, on the fan camera done on FTV that this has been coming. This this has been coming. Um if you're talking about our home form, many Arsenal fans were very well. Yes, our home record was very, very good. We scored a bucket load of goals, but to only keep three clean sheets this season at home, our last clean sheet at home was against Everton. Um, and I said, well, what's, what's the stat? Only Southampton leads has conceded more goals at home. That That's appalling. Um, and, that was with a, and that was with a chunk of our um, Saliba being in the team and when Tommy Yassi was still fit, we just, we, I don't know what it is this season. We have conceded very, very poor goals. Um, I will concede to any team that plays amazing football and carves open your midfield and your defensive backline. If you go through, uh, when this season's done or you maybe want to do it now, go and look at the brief highlights of Arsenal's home games this season and look at the goals and come back and tell yourself, Wow, that was an amazing finish or great bit of play. Arsenal have have, have gift wrapped uh, and and hand gifted goals away at home for fun. Top of the table, mid table, relegation um, part of the table. I mean, you can see the three on the Southampton. I mean, bottom of the league side. But this that that's not right. That 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 should not be happening. Um, and I and I listen. I could sit here and do a, a weekly surgery clinic about why Arsenal conceded so many goals at home. And I think, sort of thinking about it, sort of the last twenty four hours, and particularly what I've seen at home in terms of the games this season. One is concentration, and two, as confident as we may be as Arsenal fans that we have a better backline, it still needs a lot more teething. Um, yes, I take into account and with context, which is not really talked about in football, and well, definitely not in the Twitter world anyway, when it comes to football. Oh my god, but is 
Saliba and Tomiyasu were big misses, man. Big, big misses. Um, you've got a guy that can play right back, centre back. You, 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 you've got your centre back in Saliba, who's been, who's been very, very good this season. And he's not the sole reason, but the injuries have curtailed us um, in the defensive part of it. And I think we conceded 48 goals last season um, in the Premier League. I think we're 42. And even that's still too high. We'll, we'll probably end up conceding less than last season, but from the position we was six, seven weeks ago, I think I said it yesterday, I think we've conceded 16 goals in the last seven or eight games. You can't be doing that, man. You're going for a league title. You can't do that. Oh, it's it's incredibly frustrating because um, Arsenal missed the golden opportunity to win this Premier League. And um, the Liverpool game for me with Drew Tool was a... It, for me, it was season-defining in the sense that we ain't got a good record at Anfield, um, but we played some beautiful football for 40 minutes. Let them get it back to 2-1 and it was just, we was just, we was just camped in our own half. Um, that was a body blow, probably mentally, but you pick yourselves up again because obviously, I remember sort of speaking about this. you got West Ham, you got Southampton, win those games, go to Yetiad nine points ahead. You can afford to lose and it still be in your hands. That was the thought process. But then West Ham happened, 2-0 up, 2-2. Southampton happened. Uh, I think I still got PTSD from watching that Southampton game. Uh, even my, my, my club level experience was was spoiled. But um yeah that was that was a that that was a shock to the system yesterday. That was um Arsenal running out of steam. The petrol in the tank was running low. Um and I said this at the time, I was sitting next to the two guys either side of me at the game yesterday. And I said that what I did was, when we conceded the first goal, for example, um, poor God, I mean, you you don't win the first phase um, from Brighton's attack. You win the second phase. And and, and it, it was, it was literally like Madame Tussauds in, in, in the box. Nobody moved. And I've seen it back. I watched it back about three or four times that first goal. Uh, I know Kivyol, what was he? He's got his foot trod, foot, trod, foot trodden on or whatever it was. You can't, you gotta, you got to be more firm than that, man. And I saw the interview after when he spoke. And <laughs> listen, you'll learn very quickly, man, whether that be his English or the way defenders defend because, or the way strikers attack defenders. Because let me tell you something, Jack or Kivyol, man. You're lucky you ain't playing. You're lucky you're not defending the days of the likes of Kevin Campbell and then um, and Duncan Ferguson. Then you, because you would know about you would know about striker play, man. Trust me. But that was a horrible first goal to concede. They just stood there, you know, like they like you see with strikers. They come alive in the box. They react quicker. Defenders have got to do the same when they're defending. And that was poor from Arsenal. Very very poor. A guy that's probably about five foot nine scores. It just I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, and I watched them when when that goal went in, and the ball's taken back to the centre circle, and even run it another minute, two minutes on when we restart. I looked at the Arsenal players specifically. I wasn't even looking at the patches of the play. I was looking at the Arsenal players in particular, and they for me they were gone mentally. They were gone mentally. Trust. I, I watched. It, I said. I'm looking, I'm thinking, I don't think these guys have got the stomach to get this back. 
it's not through any fault or not trying, but I just, there was a really sinking feeling looking at them players um, in that, when that first goal went in yesterday, just it, 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 you kind of said to yourself, you know what? I think probably mentally these guys have been gone for a few weeks. But when I saw that first goal go in and I, and I looked at the Arsenal players, I said, you know what? These guys are mentally gone. Absolutely. Um, who's in the chat? Yes. Go on the Keith. Keith, smash the like button, man. Good to see you in the chat, my guy, man. Keith, love you to pieces, man. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, sort of talking to the fans sort of um, after the game. But I'll come back to that. Let me come back to that. Let me go out to the game. So, yeah, I thought Arsenal were gone in the first goal. Um, and then the chasing, get the chasing. And, and I look at it and I think to myself, how many times did Arsenal trouble David Steele, the Brighton goalkeeper? Even if you watch the game back again, you watch 30-minute highlights, you watch two-minute highlights, we didn't work that goalkeeper once. And when you're in this position Arsenal are in the league, um, going into a game there's a must-win, not good enough. Facts. Got to work their goalkeeper. I mean, I've got the possession stats. Let me have a quick look, people. Um, so, Brighton, 59% possession. Um, Arsenal 41 percent possession. Uh, Arsenal 14 shots. Brighton 12 shots. Arsenal 2 on target out of 14. Wow. Um, shots on target. Brighton 6. Five corners to Arsenal. Uh, Brighton 2 corners. 30 fouls committed in the entire game. And I don't know how many players got books. You, have to, you guys have to tell me because I don't understand what the referee was doing. But um, 30 fouls conceded, man. Um, 17 from Brighton. 13 from Arsenal. Wow. Um, let's have a look. Jenny. Love you, Jenny. Good to see you in the chat. Thank you. Um, yeah, listen, two, six shots in the first half, put two away, job done. <laughs> yeah, our shooting boots went on. That, that Saka one, I, I actually went up thinking he scored, um, which was a grave mistake to make as a fan, people. When you think when it's in, when you think it's in, and it's not. Um, so, like I said, we second half just there's been a few games this season where I don't know what's been said at half time, but the players come out worse. Um the second goal, I mean I mean, what is going on? Um it was a trossard, wasn't it? They, they tried to flick it around the corner. The ball ricochets to um what's the guy's name again? I forgot his name. Um was it, was it Pandev, was it for for Brighton? Um it's two 0 game over. And then you just saw, you just saw um, whoever was at the game yesterday, people in the chat or people watching this live, it was a mass exodus when that second goal went in. It was done. It was absolutely done. Um, got a picture of Kivior and um, Lyle Ferguson. Ferguson's a big unit for night. The kid's 19. I said, wow, massive. Jeez, man. Um, but yeah, 2 0. And it, it was, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was, an, the, 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 it became, you could play musical chairs in the Emirates when that second goal went in because most of them were gone. Um, and I just think they probably thought, you know what? Title's done. Um, we're off. You can you can, listen, we can argue that we can argue the toss about fans leaving early. That's a that's a that's quite that's quite an ever going ongoing debate. So um, you know, you can't staple people to their chairs. Um, I get the ticket thing, people want to go and watch Arsenal, but listen, that's how it is, unfortunately. That's how it is. Um, it's not ideal, but what can you do? 
Um, and then I must admit, it's tough because you know what? He's, he's thinking to himself, he's thinking to himself, it's done. It's done. The game's done. Um, and surely it can't get any worse. And it did. Um, they got the third goal. Uh, I mean, Ramsdale makes a save, parries it out. Still got a bit of work to do. He smash, knocks it into the ground. Was it a, did a stupid, is it a stupid under the left back got the goal? I think it was 3 0. Um, and you're like, wow. Um, what, what's there to say? What is there to say? Um, I said it yesterday. I thought yesterday's game was a culmination of what we've seen in the last five or six weeks. Um, it was the tip of the iceberg icing on the cake. Whatever phrase you want to use, um, Saka. I love Bukayo Saka. I, I, I've never seen him play such a poor game for Arsenal in the last two, three years. Um, he got the ball. He tried to take on the foot. He would lose it. Um, the passing, the link-up play, the tracking. Everything went wrong. And I was shocked when he took off in terms of the substitutions because people have talking, spoken about Arteta's game management and the substitutions. Um, I was very surprised he took off Martin Odegaard. I'm not saying that because Martin Odegaard was playing fantastically well. I just was very surprised um, that he kept Bukayo Saka on. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was quite surprised, to be honest with you. Um, but I think sort of... Um, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It was like a fry drill in the, in the Emirates yesterday. Honestly, it was. But people in the chat, smash the like button if you haven't already. Um, I know Jenny subscribed enough and keeps subscribed as well. So I don't just tell you guys, but um, I think there's not much else to say in regards to the game, but I've got an image of the players in it. And, and it's like I mentioned it about the first goal. They just look gone. Um and I think most people probably sense that in the stadium. It just there was sort of a realization that, yeah, um, the 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 pressure of City, and uh, the pressure of being in a league title race. Most of these guys have not experienced this in the Arsenal side, which is a key key factor when you're going for a league title. Um, and as I mentioned in the title, Arsenal ran out of steam, man. Um, which a lot of people are going to say. Arsenal ran out of steam. You know, we 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 weren't in any domestic cup competitions. We got knocked out of Europe. We had one game a week, and the players looked tired. And that that that's quite damning. Um, yeah, I I get it. We we ain't we ain't got the biggest squad. I, I know. I I definitely know that. But um, a lot of these guys, um, they just look shot, man. It looks shot. I listened to some of the commentary in terms of um, when I got home and a little bit later this afternoon, we listened to um, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira and um, also uh, Michael Richards and Gary were having a debate. I did, i got to be honest, right? I don't know what you guys think. Um, I listened to Gary Neville and it's, it's part of me. I just find him, I, I just find him a little bit condescending, man. Um, the way he's speaking about Arsenal. In terms of you know City and um, the pressure of going for a league title and can this again this guy man like you know you're not that like you're not that light really the price a lot of football fans not just Arsenal fans but yeah just um <laughs> yeah guy Neville man um, it is what it is as they say man it is what it is but let me come to the chat quickly because I see a couple of chats in there let's, let's have a look let's have a look. 
Keith's in there. Someone needs to check Ferguson's paper. He's at least 30. <laughs> he was. I can't believe that kid's 19. He's massive. Absolutely massive. Good prospect, though, for Brighton, man. Like, they... It's mad. I mean, they're, you know, they're probably already planning for when, potentially, probably Alexis McAllister goes up. I mean, they're talking about him going Liverpool. Um, Moises Caicedo. Um, I mean, the guy can play well at right back. It's ridiculous. But... Um, probably prefer, preparing them guys. They, they, I'll tell you what, if they do sell them to you guys, um, they'll get, they get a handsome bit of money from them. Absolutely. Um, we finished after West Ham and Southampton matches. Yep, 100%. Um, we was. And I'll tell you what, um, Matoma for um, Brighton, he, he gave Ben White a, a lesson in wing play. Second half especially, he, gave, he had him on. Yeah, there's a couple moments in the first half he had him on toast. And then in the second half, he just drew him in. He pulled him in, he pulled him on the outside. He just he, he toyed with him at times. I thought personally, Matoma's Karen Matoma's a really good player, man. Um well, I'll bring him to Arsenal to be honest. <laughs> uh Keith's in chat, Jamie. Actually, I'll go as far as say Anfield game broke up. Yeah, Keith, you know you're right. I think the, the Anfield game was a body blow. Um, because you know how difficult it is to go to that ground and get a result. Not too many teams go there and win. That's the thing. Um, Gana was only good on that Super League issue. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I know. Yeah, yes, I was deflating, man, because what you wanted as an Arsenal fan, people, uh, I'm not going to do a long one, 25 minutes in, wow, um, is what you wanted Arsenal to do, and big KC, Kevin Campbell's in the chat, um, last time on my, on my channel, mad, mad, but, is you want to take it to the last game of the season? Make them earn it, Man City. You know you got a lot. They got a lot of distractions. Make them earn it. And we didn't even do that. Um, it's, it's disappointing. Now I've seen a lot of talk. Being, I've seen a lot of talk being spoken about in terms of, you know, whether it, if it, is it Arsenal bottling the season? You know, this they want to get a better chance and. There's so much debate. It's it's so it's actually quite time consuming to listen to and watch. Um, so I try to not. Well, I, I don't actually. To be honest, I don't sort of religiously watch what everybody has to say because you're going to drive yourself mad as an Arsenal fan because everybody's got an opinion. And obviously, I'm in an industry where you know there are a lot of opinions. Um, there's a lot of um, wind up merchant behavior. There's a lot of trolling. There's a lot of um harsh facts there's a lot of um words thrown out there and now people talk about it being a failure that's the other two words failure and um bottle jobs are the two main words that I've 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 heard over recent weeks if you're asking me um what I think in terms of before the start of the season I said Arsenal would get top four just and I thought we'd finish out of Spurs. We've done that. Um, they've also always... Before I lose my train of thought. The thing is, the, 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 the aim was to get back into the Champions League, but they've done two metrics in one. So people talk about, you know, coming from a retail background, the old, the old KPIs, your key performance indicators. So Arsenal get back into the Champions League. Not only that, they come runners-up. And... On top of that, they mount, a, they mount a title challenge. Nobody saw that coming. Um, 
And what I say to some Arsenal fans, like, let me forward it, I'm going to come to my brother in the chat. Dam- Damien, man, my guy, man. Let me bring up, big up Damien, man. Great show as well, his brother. Thank you, man. Love, bro. Listen, man, I need, Sophie needs to bring me on with you, man. Definitely um, sometime next season, women's game, men's game, whatever. Love Damien, man. Love you, bro. Um, what I say to Arsenal fans, right? Whether you're in the, in the YouTube world or not, or you watch, consume YouTube or whatever as Arsenal fans. And I'm going to be honest, right? And I've had this conversation with a few people. It's very difficult not to get triggered by a lot of what you've seen this season. Um, what I mean by that is, you guys would have seen it, and particularly with, I'd say, May United fans, <laughs> smaller YouTubers, bigger YouTubers, is the constant, it's a constant goading, it's a constant, um, I wouldn't even call it bantering, I, I would call it, it's the difference between banter and ridicule, a lot of ridiculing and, and the watch-alongs, and it's hard not to bite. It's, it's human nature to just want to go and probably smack somebody or punch someone or to just give them a verbal battering. It's very difficult. I've seen it on the timeline this season. Um, someone as, as as calm as I can be, yeah, there's been a couple of times I wanted to bite because I, I like I said this before, and I said this on the Football Heritage channel um, where I'm going to chat, I'll go on a channel with a different bunch of fans at, you know, United, Tottenham, Forest, Fulham, Villa. And, I can take banter all day. I can have humour on my channel. I can watch a podcast and find things funny as well as good football in debate. But what you see with a lot of Arsenal is, look, it's a lot of it's very a lot of it's very premeditated, right? Because they're not happy with what their own clubs have done this season. That's the Tottenham's, the Man United's, and the Liverpool's, right? Where they spent many many years ridiculing Arsenal. They, they say to themselves, you know what? We're going to double down and we're going to go even harder. Even though we know Arsenal's doing well, we're just going to go down that route. We're going to stick with it. We're going to we're gonna ridicule them. We're going to have them juicy thumbnails. We're just going to rip them. Um, and that's only the YouTuber side of it. You've seen the likes of Richard Keyes and, and, and other guys on TalkSport have just been, they've just been at it the whole season. The whole season. So, Arsenal fans, what I'd say, man, just, it's not easy because, like I said, to me, there's a fine line between ridicule and banter. Because, listen, when I was growing up, yeah, when it comes to guys, yeah, when you have certain conversations, sometimes the conversations stop and then it come, it, it becomes... It becomes a, a, a conversation with a fist, um, but it's it's just it's hard. Like just stick, just stick together as Arsenal fans, and I don't swear on my channel, man. But um, what I will say is, in regards to the rival fans that want to clip this and clip that and show this and show that, just don't, just don't give, just don't give a toss, guys. Seriously, you know, it's not they're not going to go away. They're going to keep on doing it, but just don't, just don't. Don't 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 fall for it, man. Don't fall for it from section certain section of the media. Don't fall for it with particularly with some of the YouTubers. Um, because you know what, in the long run, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. They're not going to change their minds. You know, you got you got and the thing you got to bear in mind is as well, yeah. 
their rival fans they don't want us to do well. Don't get me wrong, I know plenty of fans that, that do not support Arsenal that can have good, fantastic, brilliant footballing debate and there'd be no banter or ridiculing and all this. But the, unfortunately, um, people know how to work YouTube, man, <laughs> and, and the platform in general. But let me come to the chat quickly, man. Let me see my people. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, you do text them. I've got enough Sophie number anyway, but she's a busy woman, man. She's always apologizing to me. I've never met a woman who apologized to me so much. I could, I could get used to that, man, to be honest with you. But um, come to chat as well. Again, I just missed another chat there from Jenny. Speak to Gunnar Russ and link you back opinions in the ground yesterday. Yeah, Jenny, I was um I, I <laughs> I've heard it all season, to be fair. This is not just applicable to yesterday. Um, one thing I've learned actually, yeah. I'll be honest with you, Jenny, and people in the chat, is, you know, I do, I do, obviously I do stuff on my channel, but I do some stuff for other channels as well. One thing I've actually learned, and this might sound strange, but it's not, is to talk less about the game afterwards, to, to talk less about the game with other fans outside the stadium. Trust me. Because so, some of the things I hear, I'm like, are you serious? Like, I just, I just, I cannot. It's weird because it's, it's almost like the dynamic is. It's almost like Arsenal fans want to hear what you want to say. But they don't want to hear what you want to say. <laughs> so it's like, well, what, 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 what do you want me to, what do you want? Why are you asking my opinion if you don't even want to listen to what I'm got to say? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but... Just, just, what's the point in asking? It's crazy, absolutely crazy. But um, listen, I will do some more shows in regards to um, sort of. I think what it is, I had this conversation. I met up with Potsy before the game. Go on, Potsy, Twelfth Man Podcast. Um, and I felt, I felt like this for a few weeks. I got to be honest. It gets to that stage of the season where you just need to recharge the batteries. Football season's a long season anyway, but this one's been very different for us as Arsenal fans because we've been in the league title run race for a large chunk of the season with only two, three games to go. Um, and it does take a lot out of you emotionally. You, you'd be a fool to lie and say that it doesn't because it does. And for us as Arsenal fans, because it's been such a long time, the season feels a little bit longer. And, and I think, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, I just want the season to be done now whatever happens, because I just think we just need to dust ourselves off and go again. Um, Arsenal fans have been saying for many, many years, right, they wanted a league title challenge, they got it. You can sit here and talk about bottle jobs, you can sit here and talk about failure, leave that to lights of TalkSport, Piers Morgan, um, whatever other broadcaster or footballers debating it. I actually couldn't give a toss right now, to be honest, um, because some of them didn't play for Arsenal. Some of them have no affiliation with Arsenal. Some of them don't even like Arsenal. So what the bloody hell am I going to listen to their opinion for? Whether it's a failure or whatever. Listen, there's a lot of good journos that have said, look, it's a bit disingenuous. Darren Lewis has spoke well of Arsenal. Uh, Miguel, Miguel, uh, Miguel Delaney, I think, for The Guardian, spoke well of Arsenal. Um, hopefully you guys can hear me because I can see my um, Wi-Fi sign come up in the corner. Let me give us give us a thumbs up, people. But I think we're back. I think we're back all right, though. We're back all right now. Um, but yeah, listen, people have been saying for many seasons it's a big summer window. Um, for me, they weren't because you should be addressing 
certain areas of the pitch anyway. But unfortunately, Arsenal have got a poor, poor track record of doing that. But this one is a big summer. This is massive because they're back in the Champions League. The Cronkies can't hide behind the fact that talking about saying things like, you know, uh, a Champions League budget in the Europa League, them kind of phrases. You can't say that now because we're back in the Champions League. Arteta needs to be backed even more. And they do think he's the right man. So whether Arsenal fans want to sit here and cry and moan about Arteta and he can't be trusted with the money, be quiet because he's not going anywhere. Do you want to go and sit on other people's channels or sit in the in the chat boxes and, and slam Arsenal fans because they, have, they don't come across with your a line of thinking and your losers and standards and... I'd, I'd, respect for you, I'd respect for you to say to him, if they're talking to me, just shut the hell up. I was going to say something else, but because it's one channel, I'm not going to swear, man. But yeah, listen, this is a massive summer, man. Um, we're back in the Champions League. The, the excuses, there's no more excuses for our hierarchy. Um, in terms of recruitment, and I said this in January, or when... No, let me say, let me rephrase that again. So I said this, when the links with Caicedo and the links with Declan Rice, I don't care how much it costs them. Even if Arsenal, and Arsenal fans, don't shoot me for this, but there's logic to what I'm saying. No disrespect to Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey, right? They're not over the hill as men, right? But in terms of looking at Arsenal long-term and short-term, we need to address the central midfield areas because for what I think it's shown for me this season, um, if combined with a little bit of squad depth, the likes of Xhaka and Partey, should, it should not be 100% that these guys are first teamers for next season. Absolutely not. Put down the money for Rice and Moises Caicedo. I don't want to hear none of this debate about one or the other. If it happens to be the case, it happens to be the case. People talk about um, Zubamendi from Real Sociedad, good player, would be cheaper. I don't care. Just put the money down and address the central midfield errors of our football team because it's been neglected too much or we've addressed it, but the quality isn't the required level. End of story. Put the money down for Caicedo and Declan Rice. Facts. 21 respectively, 24 respectively. Premier League proven. None of this, you have to go watch YouTube videos. These guys have been playing in front of you for, in Caicedo's case, this season. Declan Rice, two, three, four years. However long it's been, he's been at West Ham. Would transform our midfield. Get a right back in. Have our main four centre-backs, Ben White, um, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivio. Two left-footers, two right-footers. Kieran Tierney, do I think he's going to stay? No. Do I want him to stay? 100% yes. Champions League football. Anybody that has done their homework with, with, with Alexander Zinchenko, go and look at his injury record at Manchester City. We need to keep Kieran Tierney, trust me. Even with Kieran Tierney's injury record, <laughs> funny enough. All this, yeah, he doesn't fit Arteta's system. I don't care. Bring him in. Keep it. I'd love to keep him here, personally. Right back. Um, definitely right back in for the season. 
and go and get a forward. Arsenal need four, five, four, five players. I, if I don't see five players come in, four straight five players come in this summer, then I have to ask questions. Has to be the case, and that's to and that factor factor in also who we need to ship out and bomb out. Arsenal is Arsenal to make some ruthless decisions. If if an ESR, a Rob Holding, a Reese Nelson are not part of your plans, they shouldn't be at the football club. End of story. I don't do sentiment, FC. People know me. I, I don't do sentiment. Yes, if an Arsenal player is wearing the Arsenal shirt, of course I want him to do, of course I bloody well want him to do well. But if he's surplus to requirements, you move them on. No contract negotiations. Take whatever money you can get and run. I said this with Balogun. Arsenal, I think, will sell him. He's made it clear that he, you know, he wants first team football. He's not going to get that at Arsenal. If Arsenal are going to go for the higher echelon of player that has been touted around, and you're going to hear a lot of names in the summer, people, a lot of names. Um, Arsenal are going to have to be bullish because, and aggressive in the transfer market, they have to be because traditionally I don't think they have been. The deals take too long. The the identifying a spot and take too long. Got to be the right characters as well. Um, but let me come to chat. So I'm going to wrap up, people, man. Um, it's just MA, the best looks bad, I know. Yeah. Jenny, you know what? Like I said, man, um, I think this summer, this one's different because we're back in the Champions League and, and we, we they can't be using that excuse anymore because we're back in the Champions League. I think the only thing that concerns me about the Champions League is, and I've mentioned this before, is we're almost going to have to reinvent ourselves. And what I mean by that is we're going to have to take baby steps again. Because if you're going by what you saw in Europa League campaigns over the years, a final, semi-final, um, we haven't been good enough to win that. Um, and it's going to be better quality of opposition for the Champions League. So we're going to have to take baby steps and learn very, very quickly when we're back in that competition because um, better quality of opposition. So we, 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 we're, we're, our squad depth is going to need to be a lot better. Um, that goes without saying. But people in the chat, thank you for your amazing interaction. All your listeners, you will hear my dulcet tones reading out everybody's comments in the chat box. Uh, big up to those on Twitter if you're watching it and retweeted it. And also I will clip this um, on my Twitter later and also put this on audio forms on all social media platforms. So people, if I can find their outro, and that'll be more helpful. But listen, we've got two more games left for the season. Finish those strong. From Nottingham Forest away, Forest are going to be up for it because they get a point or a victory. They're safe. They're more or less safe. They can go to Palace and relax and, and chill. But hopefully I'll have a match preview um, for Forest versus Arsenal. I'll have to confirm the date. It might be done Wednesday. It might be Thursday. I'm not too sure yet. Got a Forest fan coming on. Absolute legend. Love him. He's called Dave. So look out for that, people. And then we go to chat quickly. Jenny, virtual hug, kiss and everything. Thank you. Um, people, like I said, smash the like button like you normally do. Um, and obviously subscribe to Albert JTV. But people, if you don't know what to do by now, this is what you should do. And there you have it, people. Surround funky intro and to subscribe to Albert JTV. Uh, but people, yeah, man, listen. 
it's gone. It's gone. The game's done. Um, it was br- it was a bruising defeat. Um, and the, like I said, walked out of the stadium stunned yesterday. But that's football. Um, trials and tribulations has been a football fan, eh? But people, as I said, match review done for Albert JTV. Arsenal nil, Brighton free. Arsenal's have run out of steam and their title ambitions are not over t- mathematically, but Chelsea, Man- sorry, Manchester City have got Chelsea next. So I don't expect too many miracles there. But people, it's Albert JTV over and out, match review, um, Arsenal nil, Brighton free. We will see you soon again for a preview for Nottingham Forest away. Over and out, people. Thank you.